Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, got a very special guest. He's kind enough to come back on the podcast. Today, we're talking to the University of Virginia swimming and diving head coach, Todd DeSorbo. What's up? start with I think it was not this past weekend it's Monday now the weekend before you guys had a pair of pretty epic dual meets uh and that started with UNC where uh the women I think won but the men uh it came down to the final relay um so tell me about let's let's start with that dual meet tell me about kind of the the excitement the energy what that racing felt like especially was that your first meet in a while no we had we swam virginia tech at home the weekend before that okay. um so th- that was our second the that week last weekend it was our second uh back-to-back actually weekends of racing so uh quite a bit of quite a bit of racing dual meets over the over those like three three dual meets in literally a week um so <laughs> a lot of racing um but yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was fun. UNC, um, is, has always been a great competition for our team and, and, uh, back in the day and, and by back in the day, you know, that probably, I don't know, it's been a while, I guess, but, um, U, UVA, UNC are a pretty big rivalry, uh, at least from a swimming and diving perspective. So, um, I'd say, you know, nineties, early 2000s UVA and UNC were the top two teams in the conference. And so their dual meets were pretty epic. I think they were really intense. Um, ACC championship was always, you know, pretty intense and, and a tough competition between the two teams. And so, you know, it's obviously now UNC and Virginia, we both have new coaching staff. So, um, you know, it might be a little bit different now, but you know, they, they still provide great, great competition. And, you know, I always, I always enjoy going down there and racing them and, and, I'm from North Carolina, so it's good to kind of get back, you know, get back down there as well. Yeah. And the men, the men, you know, our men are, are, you know, it's just funny. I, I mentioned to our staff after that weekend, our men are, are notorious. And I, I want to go back and, and review our dual meets over the last three and a half years since our staff has been here. But we've had so many dual meets come down to the last relay. Our men, like so many, um, a lot of them. It's like our men just, just it's just something, I don't know why, but, um, they like to, they like to bring it down to the wire. And so, uh, which is fun. You know, I, I think it's, you always get great relays. You get, you know, you get great swims. Um, our, our midseason invite, which was competed as a dual meet with Alabama and Tennessee came back, came down to the last relay between Alabama and us. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, we at least have one or two a year that come down to the last relay. So, you know, it's, provides a lot of excitement. You know, I'd, I'd rather, I would rather have tough dual meets that come down to the last relay than dual meets where you just run away. And, you know, cause I think by the end of the dual meet, they, they tend to lose their luster and their intensity a little bit. And, you know, you know, at the conference championship or the NCAA championship, you've got to be intense and you've got to be on it all the way through to the, to the very end. So I think it just gives us, you know, great experience heading into that, you know, the championship season. Yeah, for that dual meet specifically, was there a factor or were there a couple factors you noticed as, as the guys moved throughout the meet 
that contributed to that just you know it coming down to the last relay uh you know i don't i don't think so really um you know they're really good at diving uh really really good at diving and so they swept us in diving one two three on both boards um we also only have one male diver so that doesn't really help us um you know he he holds his own but you know when you're only one and you're going against three you're, you're down regardless you're down um even if he had won you basically it's a wash so you know that that was you know but we knew that going in we knew it was going to be that way going in so um you know i, I just think unc swam great and and you know stepped up and we, you know, we swam fine as well. You know, we drove down, it's not that far of a trip. It's like three, three and a half hours. We drove down, you know, that morning, um, and, and raced, you know, and so it, it's just, it's just how it ended up. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it, it's all, it, it, it's always interesting too, along with that, we have great IMers. Um, and so we had to actually, we had to do really well in the two IM, you know, the IM is always the last individual event before the last relay. And so we had to do really well in the IM just to get to the point where we could win it on the last relay. Uh, I think we swept the IM. I think our men went one, two, three in the IM. And that, that put us in the position to actually be able to, you know, bring it down to the last relay. Um, that happened. That's happened on multiple occasions over the course of the last couple of years as well, um, where we get to the point where, all right, Hey, IMers, you got to step up. <laughs> because if we don't win this or at least go one, two, we're not even going to get a chance on the relay. And, and every, every single time the, the IM or step up and, and then, you know, then it gets down to the relay. So uh, it, it makes it, it, it puts pressure, not just on the, the relay swimmers, but it puts pressure on those IM guys right before that relay as well. And it's just fun to see a, a group of guys come together, you know, like that. Um, and, and the entire team gets behind them too. Right. So the, you know, the girls are behind them. The rest of the guys who aren't swimming are behind them and, and it creates a, really um energetic and, and magnetic experience for that last you know couple of events of a dual meet it's exhausting it's exhausting <laughs> though <laughs> i can imagine it's uh, it sounds like a lot of emotional energy and i'm sure the cheering the yelling a lot of physical energy too for for yeah. you as the head coach in that position coming down to the 2im then the four free relay do you feel the responsibility of okay i i have to put the team on my back and i have to get them fired up to, to get ready to do this? Or are you able to step back and say, you know what, I think they're, they're going to be okay. Like they, they know what to do. They can handle it themselves. Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I do feel confident that they can handle it themselves, especially considering they've been in that position so many times over the last few years. But, you know, I, I'm also, I can't sit back. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it, it'd be really hard for me to sit back and not say anything and not get them all fired up. So um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. And, and, I think our, our coaching staff, we just do a good job of getting them fired, you know, fired up and motivated anyway. So, you know, why not, why not add, you know, add some fuel to the fire? Yeah. As, as, I mean, that, again, that sounds like a super exciting environment, probably exhausting. And then to come back the next day, race again in at NC state. And it was the women this time who brought it down to the, to the final relay. I mean, can you, especially, to give our listeners some context to that meet, you know, you're doing NC State, your your old coach or your old boss in Braden Holloway. So I'm sure there's a good friendship, a good healthy rivalry there. Uh, in the thousand free, two of your girls DQ. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, and, and I think that you know before that, you know, that 
just the fact that the night before was pretty exhausting and, and pretty intense, even though it was on the men's side, the girls get into it as well. And, and I told our team, I was like, it's going to be a challenge no matter what, before we even get to the NC state dual meet the next morning. Cause it's, you know, we finished the dual meet about seven or 8 PM Friday night. And then we turn around with an 11 AM dual on Saturday. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard, but when you start thinking about it, I told our kids, I was like, a lot of you are going to swim eight races in, in less than 24 hours. And whereas, you know, even at, at ACCs or NCAAs, the most you're ever going to swim in 24 hours is like three events. So it, you know, it's, it's challenging to say the least. And, but again, I think it's great because it sets you up for that championship season. And it makes that seem that much easier. Um, the thousand. So, you know, we had two girls in it, Paige Madden and Maddie Donahoe, and I'm not really sure what they were thinking. Um, I, our coaches didn't even notice. We weren't even, even paying attention at all. We were, you know, just into the meet and into the race and, and probably about halfway through the event, maybe like 500 yards in, uh, an official comes over to me and asks me who was swimming in lane eight. And of course I'm thinking, ah, oh, you know, he just wants to know who it is because she's a great swimmer and maybe he likes her technique or like, I don't know, she's going fast, you know, cause a lot of times people come over and say, Hey, who is that? They look great. And I, and so, you know, the official, I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, Oh, it's Paige Madden. And then he looks at his, shows me his heat sheet and points. And he says, they're swimming in the wrong lanes. They're both disqualified. <laughs> So anyway, um, you know, that, so we got another 500 to go and, uh, you know, we just kept cheering and we ended up one twoing the thousand, um, uh, by actual finishes, but got DQ'd. So we got zero points and they end up going <laughs> one, two, three. So that put us in a pretty big hole right away. Um, and I, I debated even telling the girls that it happened, um, mm -hmm. cause they swam great, you know, and, but one, you know, probably like two, maybe two events later, one of our guys came over to me and was like, so why did the, why did they get disqualified in a thousand? And I was like, Oh, how do you know? He's like, meet mobile. I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to find out. Right. So anyway, they, they, you know, we, we had a little chat about it at the first break, um, you know, and it is, it is what it is, but it definitely, again, you know, provided a little bit more excitement and intensity and, a little, and just a bigger challenge. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what, what, again, do you have to, do you say something to get them motivated or do you let that kind of do the talking for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked, I talked to the girls and, um, I, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. I've been a part of a lot of wild situations, you know, and most of it was when I was at NC state, you know, back in the day we were notorious for disqualifying relays um, at the ACC championship and at NCAAs and, and you, you know, you kind of, you've got to, and things like that happen to everybody, right? There's just random stuff that's going to happen. That's going to throw you for a loop. Like rarely do swim meets go perfectly for everybody. Um, and you know, and, and so I just kind of told him, I was like, look, you know, this is good practice for what if you get to ACCs or what if you get to NCAAs and something goes wrong? What if you do disqualify a relay? Worst case, you know, people don't even like to talk about that stuff or even mention it. Right. But yeah. I think that it's good to at least have been in a situation or be aware because then you know how to, you know, um, you know how to react when something like that, you know, something doesn't go your way and, and you've got to overcome that. And so I just told the girls, I was like, look, if you can come, if you can, you know, crawl back into this and, and, you know, make it close or even come out with a win. That's going to, you know, it, it's going to serve you well down the line. Um, 
you know, and I think it motivated them. Certainly. Um, they didn't, you know, it, regardless of that or anything else, or just being down and, and being beat that they're going to, they're going to be motivated to, you know, to race and fight and, and try to win no matter what, because they, they want to win. Yeah. Quick, quick side note, you know, you mentioned NC state relays getting DQ'd. I know it was a huge goal for Braden, for the staff to win a relay at NCAAs. Did you guys get two relays, two winning relays DQ'd before you actually won an official one? No, we, um, no, we, we deked the 200 free relay. Uh, well, so we deked at Texas. I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2014. We deked the 200 free relay in prelims, the men's 200 free relay. We were seated like third, I think, or somewhere around there going into the meet and deep okay. the prelim swim. And it was hilarious because we actually, two of the guys actually went early, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we got so much, you know, on swim swam, of course, on the comments, we got just bashed. Um, Cause like we never practiced relay starts or something. Um, and then the following, and then the following year it was at Iowa. And hmm. so we didn't necessarily win that relay and get deep. We didn't make it through prelims. And then at, at Iowa the next year, we, the 200 free relay again, we were, I don't, I don't know if we were seated first or not, but we were seated top three. We might've been seated first. We actually, de- we got disqualified in prelims, but it was a pad malfunction. So okay. it was over, so it was overturned. And then, then, then we won by a mile and got deep. Our anchor went right. 0.01 early and got deep. And we were, we, we won by like, I think we won by like a second. So yeah. So yeah. once, so we got, we did, we did win one and, and got DQ'd before actually winning one legitimately. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I remember, yeah, vaguely that saga of just like, oh man, like they want, they want that relay. that <laughs> just keeps eluding. Yeah. Um, you know, I, um, I, and I know obviously we're, we're getting off topic here a little bit, but I just remember standing next to, I was standing next to Greg Troy um, the second time. The, the, at Iowa standing next to Greg Troy and he after we won the relay one uh he patted me on the back and he was like you finally got one <laughs> you got it you got it yeah that was clean you got one and I was like no I was like don't say that and I just walked off and then of course you hear the you know official results or, or results are unofficial when you hear that everybody in the God. is like oh crap who was it <laughs> the worst thing you can hear it in I, I told i told greg troy i was like greg i'm never standing next to you at a meet ever again <laughs> bad luck yeah um yeah. But, so okay yeah getting getting back on track it's a great story getting getting back on track so the the women are down and then you know you you keep having you go through the meet was it at what point did you realize, okay, we might be able to, to, to actually win? Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, just as the meet went on and, and you're following the score, we were able to, you know, slowly um, narrow the gap. And, um, you know, I think we just got to the point very similar to the night before with the men where we got down to the IM and we're like, all right, you know, we've got some pretty heavy hitters in this IM, but we're going to, we have to win the IM. Um, we also knew the 500 free, which is, you know, right before that, um, Paige and, and Maddie were coming back. And I think they both kind of came back with a little bit of a vengeance because they had just gotten DQ'd in a thousand. And so I think they won two to 500. So that helped 
um, you know, pretty significantly. And, and was that was kind of the point where we were able to get to that same similar point as the men. We're like, all right, we're in a position. We've got to, you know, we've got to win this IM and score some points there to, to get to the point where we can, you know, you know, where it comes down to the relay. So it was more towards the tail end of the meet, um, you know, where we were like, okay, hey, we might be able to win this now. Yeah. And then, and then again, take me through that foreign free relay. How exciting was that relay? Yeah, you know, it was. And um, it was interesting because we, we, and NC State was in the same position. We, we had used our, you know, like Kate Douglas could not swim the relay because um, she was, she had all her events done. Alex Walsh couldn't swim the relay. She had all her events done. And so those are two of the girls that, you know, typically would be on our A freestyle relay. And I know NC State was in a similar position um, and, and they didn't have uh, one or two of their girls that would typically be in the, be in the A relay. So the exciting thing was, you know, for us especially was to see some other girls step up um, into that position. And, you know, I think at the end we went, we were 318, which 318 is a really fast dual meet, you know, 400 free relay for the women, even with your, you know, your, your, all four of your fastest girls on the relay. So and we had, uh, we had a first year, well, uh, maybe a first month, Riley Tiltman, who is technically a part of our class for next fall. She's a 2021 she graduated early and wanted to come early and start training with us. And so she's literally been with us for a month and she led the relay off. So like a month of being here, she's thrown into this position where, Hey, we got to win this relay to win the meet against, you know, a top five team in the country and, you know, uh, a team that we battle with for the ACC title every year. And so, Hey, you're going to lead this relay off. I don't know what was going through her mind. Um, you know, she's probably really nervous and she swam really, really well. You know, Kyla Vowles, who's one of our senior girls, um, kind of, you know, she's she's the type of swimmer that swims out of her mind on relays. Um, I think she went like 51 something in the 100 free individual and then split 49 three on the relay. Um, so, you know, that that just, to, you know, I knew that they would step up um, and, and swim, you know, for their team. Um, I just, you just never know how much they'll step up and if it's going to be enough because you can't obviously can't control the other team. But, yeah, it was it was pretty exciting. And. You know, the, 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 the most fun part of it was just the, um, the intensity of the rest of our team, as well as NC State's team, you know, because everybody in the place knew it was coming down to the relay. And so, you know, their whole team was behind the blocks because that's where they were sitting. And our whole team was at the other end of the pool at the 25 wall and everybody standing up like there was nobody quiet or sitting down during that relay. So it was just those, those um those moments, you know, coming down to the last relay are really fun and they're really intense. Like I, like I mentioned the day before. Um, and you know, it just, it just makes it, it makes it more exciting. Um, again, it's exhausting. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's exhausting, but I don't know, maybe it's more exhausting for me as a coach than it is for them. I don't know, but, um, it, it was a lot, it was fun. And fortunately we came out on, on the, you know, the winning side of that. So, you know, that makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. Hey, Getting getting to not only race these top teams, as you said, and, you know, coming out with the win every once in a while as well, but also, you know, getting to race a program uh, that you had been a part of that you helped grow from the ground up and that I'm guessing now, you know, you're still good friends with Braden. I mean, how, how fun is that for you or, or meaningful is it for you as, as a head coach now? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's always it's just, it's different than going anywhere else. Um, especially when we go there and going back to, you know, the pool I spent so many hours in and, um, you know, I, I think that 
um, you know, I, I, it's just, I think it's really good just to be able to, you know, go in and compete with, you know, one of the best teams in the country and we'll get to do that every year. And, and um, you know, it was fun helping to build the program and, and Braden and their staff have done a good job of, you know, keeping it rolling. You know, I've been gone now for a while, so I don't necessarily even know a lot of their swimmers anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a great rivalry. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I think just like any rivalry, it, it's just, it's great for the sport. It's great for your athletes. Um, it's great experience. Uh, you know, it's, it's what like I got, you know, like Riley Tiltman, for example, leading off that relay, I told her uh, on the bus on the ride home, I was like, that's why, that's why you swim college that that type of me and being in that position is is what it's all about it's fun do you, and again do you do you have to emphasize a rivalry like that just because of your history or, or your swimmers kind of aware oh yeah this is this is where todd was before this like we need to make this one at, you know kind of kind of level yeah. it up a notch yeah oh they're aware they're aware <laughs> uh they're, they're well aware and you know not I me mean, not to mention that you know uh, they're their men won and have won the ACCs for the last several years. We were second. And on the flip side of it, our women are, have, are, are went, you know, won ACCs and their women were second. So you're basically going up, you know, it's the top two teams in the conference. So, you know, in addition to my history coaching there, you have just the simple fact that even, even if, even if I didn't, even if I didn't have the history there, I think there would still be a pretty heated and intense rivalry knowing that it's the top two teams in the conference and, neither team wants to lose that. And that makes perfect sense because who likes losing, right? (laughs) Uh, So you mentioned Riley and that's another topic I wanted to hit on was, was your freshman class this year. Uh, Obviously, you know, last year heading into NCAAs, you guys were were favorite to win on paper uh, at least. And, you know, obviously NCAAs got canceled and then, you get this freshman class in this year. And, and I want to talk about, cause you guys, I think you were the number one recruiting class on swim swim. I have to assume that I don't, you, know. I, I don't either. You were definitely top four because uh, you guys were just stacked. Um, and so what, what is it, what have the freshmen this year brought to the team um, in, in this training environment, in this COVID environment so far this season? Yeah. Um, you know, I just think they, you know, like what you hope for out of, out of freshmen is they just elevate the program and they elevate people around you, you know, um, and, and around themselves day to day in practice. You know, I think that as good as any freshman can be and, and our freshman class is really good, but and as good as they are um, and, and as elite talent, you know, athletes as they are, they're still, they're still rookies and they still have no idea. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that the upperclassmen serve as much, if not more important role in helping them to understand everything that, that we do and how we do things and what the expectations are, um, you know, and, and bringing those freshmen kind of up to speed as quickly as possible. Um, but, you know, but their talent alone and their ability in, in practices and, in, in, you know, in the water day to day just elevate everybody around them, right? Because, and, and that's what you hope for. You hope that your, your freshman can come in and, and can train at a, at a decently high level and will push, you know, push the people around them. Um, and, and that's basically what's happened, you know, and I think that's how our upperclassmen will continue to get better um, and, and continue to improve is, is by bringing in great freshman classes every year where, um, you know, where there's just added competition. Um, and granted, they're, 
one team and, and they're the same team and they have the same goals as a team. Um, but, you know, healthy competition and practices is, is huge. You know, if you've got somebody just as fast as you, you know, or faster than you, you know, day to day, you're going to chase them and you're going to, you're going to try to beat them. Um, you know, and I'll throw Anna Keating under the bus. I hope she doesn't get mad at me, but Anna, you know, she's a great breaststroker out of high school. She's a 5,900 breaststroker, 209, 200 breasts. Um, I think one of the best breaststrokers in that class, um, you know, but we've got, you know, for whatever reason, randomly, we're pretty loaded in breaststroke. We've got, I don't know, five or six girls under 210 and, and the same amount of them go under a minute. And so our breaststroke practices are insane. Um, and, and she's told me on occasion, she's like, I'm just not used to getting beat in practice, <laughs> you know, you know, cause in club swimming, she might, you know, she might get beat by the guys, but there weren't any girls that were going to beat her in practice. And now there's, you know, there's girls that can beat her in practice. And so I think that's, that's a pretty big adjustment for somebody at that level. Uh, but she's, you know, used that to her advantage and, you know, seeing what they can do in practice and has elevated herself. And that in turn is elevating those other girls as well um, to improve and, and race. And, and they're, they, they have fun doing it. You know, they push each other, they hold, they support each other, um, you know, and, and they do it together rather than, you know, they're not doing it against each other. They're doing it together. So, but they, they, they definitely elevated, you know, the people around them. They've elevated, you know, the program certainly. Yeah, it was, that was a that was a great example. And I was going to ask if you had any other anecdotes of of fresh of that freshman class where you can tell, oh man, you're kind of new at this, or you know where you can see them kind of rubbing off on that senior class. You know, it, it, uh, like you said, it's a two way street. Have there have there been moments where you, specific moments where you've seen a senior class, you know, passing on the wisdom to the freshman, or vice versa? Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that the freshmen are passing on any wisdom, but the but the senior class certainly passes on the wisdom and and shares it. Um, you know, and, and we've got a small senior class, especially well on both sides, men and women. We only have three, I think, three swimmers on both sides, um, and some divers as well. So they're small, but really impactful classes. Um, you know, and they've definitely been imparting wisdom on on the younger kids. And um, on the flip side of it, I think I think that you know our our upperclassmen are excited about these incoming freshman class because they want to win, you know, they want to win NCAAs, they want to win ACCs. And they know that, you know, th these athletes are going to help them, you know, to help them to win. And, and it's just like with Riley coming in early, I think Riley was a little bit worried that um, the, the team would be, uh, you know, not in favor of her competing um, because she may take a spot, you know, a conference spot from somebody. She may take an NCAA spot from somebody. Maybe she takes a relay spot from somebody who's already been here. Um, and it was hundred percent the contrary. I mean, our girls were like, bring her, we want it. Let's go. Um, if she's going to help us win and, and be better as a team, then, then we're excited about it. So, um, and, and yeah, it, it, she adds, you know, any one of them is adding competition to the pool every day, adding competition for relay spots, adding competition for, conference and NCAA roster spots. Um, but, you know, our team is, I, I've never seen anybody, you know, be um, upset or anything about not being on the relay or, you know, not being named to the conference team. You know, they just, they just are happy. Everybody's just happy to be a part of it. And I, and I don't think that's something you see on every team, right? I think that, that it is very easy to, let a little bit of jealousy slip in or a little bit of uh, vanity and say, well, this is my spot or this should have been my race to swim, my relay to, to anchor. Um, 
I mean, just this year, how do you as a coach help that process along and help that, you know, kind of vibe of, no, we're, we're doing this as a team. This isn't for yeah. the individuals. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's happened um, naturally for our, for our teams just because they want to, they want to get better and improve and win so badly, especially after last year and, you know, not having NCAAs and having the opportunity to at least contend for a national title. I mean, I'm not going to say we would have won, but I mean, I, I will say that we would have been in a position to contend for it. Um, you know, I think that, you know, it's all, um, I think it's all just kind of happened organically here when new athletes come in, they're just so excited about getting better as a team and having an even better opportunity or better chance to potentially win. Um, none of that, you know, jealousy or, uh, you know, disappointment or anything like that really has come into play because of that. Maybe that changes down the line when, when maybe, it, you know, hopefully we will win a national title at some point, maybe that changes things a little bit at that point. Um, but at least for now with, you know, the, the desire to win they're you know, they're just focused on, you know, helping each other, supporting each other and, and getting as much out of each other as they can, you know, throughout the year. Had, just, just for context, have the Virginia women ever won a national title in swimming? No, the, no, nobody Virginia has never won one men or women in fact nobody from our conference has ever won a national championship as a team swimming and diving so not only would it be the first Virginia team to win it would be the first in the you know history of the ACC to win I did not realize that that's kind of amazing yeah wow uh all right <laughs> so with with NCAAs in mind you know, no one even knows if there's about conference meets, let alone NCAAs, you know, at this point, everyone, I think everyone's planning on them, but you know, we've, we've all seen things uh, implode a week before, you know, days before the meets. Um, with that in mind, do you, do you approach opportunities like these dual meets any differently than you normally would just with the, with knowing, well, this could be our last race of the season? Um. I would say we'd not necessarily the dual meets. Uh, we, we approached a lot of the first semester really differently, really, really differently from a training perspective, from a competition perspective. Um, because, early, you know, in October and November, things were really, you know, it, there was, there was a lot, there was, we were missing a lot of clarity. We didn't know if we were going to have a season. You didn't know if you were going to have conference. You didn't know if you were going to have NCAAs. And, and, and in November and October, March is so far away that you can't even fathom thinking about having, you know, that, that competition. I mean, even myself, I was like, I don't know how we're going to have 12 teams in one pool at ACC's. I like, I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do it. You know, we did our midseason invite with Tennessee and Alabama and you're talking three teams granted dual gender. So really six teams. And I'm like, that was a challenge in, in and of itself. So I'm like, how are we going to put 12 teams? Um, so, you know, first semester, we definitely had a really different approach. We've, now that we're a lot closer and even like post right, you know, right after Christmas, when we came back for winter training, we took, we've taken more of our traditional approach, just knowing that we're that much closer and um, we feel pretty confident that it'll happen. Um, at least the conference championship meet, we, you know, we feel pretty confident that's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I think we're definitely, t we, you know, I think from a mental psychological perspective, 
you know, especially we're taking more, more of an approach towards the conference meet that, you know, we're going to focus on the conference meet and then we'll figure out NCAAs after that, if it happens, um, because you don't know. Right. And, and you've got, you know, we're not the only team in this position, but you've got, you know, we've had, I don't know, eight or 10 girls who didn't taper for the conference championship meet last year. So they haven't tapered short course in two years. Right. And so it's like, all right, you know, and, and we've, you know, they've swum well through the year and stuff, but you know, you'd, you'd hate for them to not get a, a rest meet this year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, tell me about last semester, what, how, you know, you said you approached it a lot differently. What does that entail? Um, most of it was from a training perspective. Um, and a lot of that was based on just keeping them motivated and keeping them um, engaged for the most part without, you know, knowing what the season's going to look like and how it's going to unfold. You know, I didn't, you know, normally in a normal year, October, you know, a lot of people refer to it as rocktober. So you're just crushing them. Um, even into November, uh, we don't typically rest for our midseason invite. So, you know, we've got a solid two months of just, hardcore grind right um and not that we didn't train hard we certainly trained hard this year but we didn't do we didn't swim a double the entire first semester um which normally we're doing nine practices a week so we're doubling three times um we we, we only swam once a day the entire first semester um you know I, I just couldn't really fathom putting our team through our typical october and november if we indeed weren't going to end up having a season so we, we told them, we're like, look, we're going to just, we're going to go one practice a day. We're going to crush it. We're going to train intense. And honestly, most of them were begging for doubles because they knew with singles, every single practice was going to be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so by the time we got through it, they're like, I'm ready. I'm ready for doubles. I'm ready for doubles. Um, which is exactly what we wanted. You know, it, it worked out really well. Um, and so, you know, but we, uh, you know, uh, on top of like, just not the uncertainty of the season, you also have the restrictions on social life and because of social distancing and mask wearing and the university put restrictions on how many people could, could, you know, gather at one time. And that fluctuated here between like, it went from 15 people down to 10 people, down to five people, back to 10 people. And so, you know, the whole team couldn't get together um, like they might normally get together. So, you know, there was just a lot of, a lot going on that we wanted to make sure that they, you know, had time to decompress and, and it wasn't all about swimming. Um, you know, it was just about, you know, just let's, let's make the most of it. Um, you know, and I, and I talked to the team a lot about this, this year is not necessarily going to be about winning a conference title or winning an NCAA title. It's just going to be about getting to that point because you, you never know what's going to happen. Right. And, there's so many different things that are going into it this year compared to last year. Like last year, it was like COVID hit everything. It's just done right this year. It could be COVID worsens and everything's done, but there also could be, well, just, you're going to get a two week pause or, you know, you five people are out for two weeks or whatever it is. So there's just so much that's coming into play this year that, you know, we, we felt like that approach was going to be important to their, just um, their emotional status. Um, on top of not being able to hang out with each other. And, you know, you got apartments of girls and guys that are four people in an apartment and that's the only people they see outside of coming to practice. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been, 
it's been, it's gone about as knock on wood. It's gone about as good as it could possibly have gone throughout this year. Um, but it's definitely been, it's, it's been really different. Certainly. And again, I think, like you said, putting the emotional well-being of the athletes before, you know, just, Hey, let's, let's pound some yardage and get into shape. Yeah. seems like a really smart approach. Um, how did you approach racing that first semester? Obviously, like you said, you had the mid-season invite, but you know, not a lot yeah. of racing opportunities. Other than that, what what were you doing to supplement that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so we we weren't allowed our conference. We couldn't compete before November first, or I think they ended up it was like October twenty eighth. So you know, we weren't able to officially compete until a month after probably we normally would, because usually we're competing by early October, maybe mid or October at the, at the earliest. And, and that, that's the thing, right? That's the, especially in the month of October and November, like competing is the one thing that gives some reprieve from the grind. Um, and it's what people look forward to, right? Like, you know, some people look forward to practice, but you know, let's be honest. Um, every, most, everybody looks forward to competition. And so, to not be able to have comp, like I feel for the big 10, you know, not being able to compete until after the new year or the pac 12, like that's brutal to just go that long without competing. Fortunately we could starting in November, but even, even the fact that last comp, we last competed in February and we didn't compete, you know, all the way through the summer, you know, even for us not officially competing until November is a long time. So we, we did a lot of racing, a lot of inner squad, like a lot of inner squad racing. We had, I think we had two different short course inner squads and we did a long course inner squad all before, um, you know, all before November. And then uh, we had a dual meet and then we went to us open and then we went to, you know, the Tennessee invite. So, you know, we were doing it, we were doing a lot of racing and, you know, we, we kind of told our team like, look, every meet you might go to this year is might be like an inner squad meet, right? There aren't going to probably aren't going to be spectators. So you're going to have to create, you know, an environment and excitement on your own. So let's just get used to doing it at our own pool by ourselves. And, you know, it, it worked out really well. I mean, I think they, they swam great. They swam, they raced fast. And I think they were just so excited to race it. You know, I don't think it mattered what the environment was going to be like. They were going to swim pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, it, certainly from looking at the results alone, it seemed like they did all right. Uh, yeah. I know, I, you know, every time they pop up on swim save, I'm just like, holy moly, they're, uh, they're doing something right in Charlottesville. Uh, and, and so now we know. Uh, and so to, to close out this conversation, especially, you know, like you said, coming off of three dual meets in, in seven days, heading, heading into what we hope is the NCAA postseason. Um, are you encouraged by what you have seen from your team this month? Yeah. You mean, as far as like potential end results? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, um, I'm, I really base that more off of what we do in practice than on what we do in competition. I think that our, our, cause we're we practice so much more than we compete. Right. So um, how we practice should be reflective in how we're racing. And, and I think that's, how we're practicing gives me as a coach significantly more confidence than what we do in, in meets, although the meets have been great too. So I think that just um, compounds it. Um, but, you know, we started doing doubles right after Christmas. So we kind of got back to our more normal uh, training program and 
um, in, interestingly enough, they're they're actually swimming faster now with the doubles than they were with just doing singles. And and so, um, and now maybe our doubles aren't. Um, I mean, they're 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 what we typically do. But um, you know, I, I think that we've made adjustments from that perspective as well, just because you know every, everything's different. Um, we've, I think we've done a fair amount more dry land this year than we've ever done before. Um, weightlifting is definitely, uh, significantly more intense than it's ever been before. So we put a pretty big emphasis on that side of things this year, knowing that we might not swim quite as much. Uh, I think that, and I think it's been really beneficial, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm excited about what they're, what they're going to do. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, but I, I have no doubt it's going to be really good. I think, you know, at the end of the day, the question is just how good, um, but we've got, we've got really young, both our men and our women, we've got really young teams and we have. Um, like on the men, we only have three seniors and three juniors. So, you know, it's, it's, and then we have like 17 or 18 freshmen and sophomores. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then on the women's side, it's similar too. we have, we have the three swimming wise with the three senior girls and we have, I think four or five junior girls, and then it's 16 freshmen and sophomores. So, you know, it, it, we're really young. So I think that adds even more excitement because you, I think we know what we can get, you know, after two or three years, you kind of know what you can expect out of your, your seniors and your juniors. I mean, they're going to improve and, but you know, you kind of know what you can expect. And obviously out of your freshman, you have no clue, um, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, I'm based on what they've done to this point and how they've raced through the first semester and second semester and how they're training now and, and how they've adjusted to the, you know, intensity and volume with the doubles, you know, it, it's, it, it's a pretty exciting time. Yeah. I, okay, I've got one last question and I kind of just thought of, um, you know, obviously first semester you said was really different. Second semester, you've kind of gotten back into it, into a more normal routine. Has, has this past year changed how you personally as a coach uh, formulate workouts? You know, I mean, you're known as, as the sprint guru. Has, has this last year, have you gained any perspective or kind of been like, Oh, maybe we should try this in workouts or, or I want to form my workouts this way instead. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, yeah, especially the first semester when we are, when we're only going one, you know, one swim a day, um, you know, that took, you know, three practices out of the week. That, so you had to figure out, you know, and be a little bit more creative and what, what's important. So I think the first semester really helped, you know, even after 15 years of coaching and, and I'm, I'm sure that our rest of my staff will say the same thing that it really, it really helped you to take a step back and, and really think about what's really important. Like, do I really need to do this or can I just do away with that, you know, entirely. So, um, you know, that, I think that's been really cool. I, you know, I, I said this early on, but I knew this year was going to be challenging, like really, really challenging. And it, it's been challenging for the athletes, but definitely been challenging for the coaches as well, you know, and to me, having a challenge is a great opportunity to learn something, um, you know, and, and it makes, and having a challenge just makes it interesting and more exciting. And, and, you know, you have to think things through a little bit more. So from that perspective, I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm not sure there's a whole lot more that I've necessarily enjoyed, but, you know, I enjoy <laughs> the kids. And I enjoy being on deck with them, which is at least we still have that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think that I'm not, I don't know that it's changed my approach to like, each specific workout as much. Um, although, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, I do make, it does make you think about what's really important. Um, but it, but it maybe it's changed my mindset a little bit on how much swimming you need to do. I mean, who knows? Look at Austin Surhoff. 
Look at Austin Serhoff, man. <laughs> I'm not sure that'll work for we're 18 year olds. I gotta swim 14 times in three days. But <laughs> but you know, anybody anybody and everybody, but I I've uh, personally I've always kind of taken that approach. I'm I've I've always been a little bit of the mindset of less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maybe now I'm a little bit more of more or less is more, more, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you can follow that, but <laughs> someone write that down <laughs> more or less equals more, more. Uh, if, you, if you're not aware, Austin Serhoff was Todd's volunteer at UVA for two, two years. Uh, I think one. he was just, I think he was just with us for one year. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and if you, if you don't know what he's done in the last couple of weeks, read more swim, swim. What, so what is, <laughs> what, what have you found out that, you know, what, what have you prioritized now? And what have you said, okay, maybe we can do away with this? Um, well, like I said, we've done a lot more land this year, especially um, the weightlifting has been the same. We've done the same amount of weightlifting that we've always done, although our strength program is significantly different um, this year. And, and that's mainly because we changed um, strength coaches, but um, we've done a lot more land. And within that, within that land, and by land, I mean dry land, um, and what we're doing is really different I and mean, we're spending a lot more time because we were only swimming once a day, we were able to spend more time with the land and we've continued that now through even when we're doing doubles. And so we focused a lot more on like mobility and flexibility type things rather than just this, we need to do this conditioning stuff and get them in shape and work that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's been a lot more stability and mobility and, and flexibility, um, which I think has been huge for the team. Um, it, you know, we've had, we've had significantly less missed days of practice on our team this year than ever before. Um, and what you would miss practice for is being sick or being injured. Right. Um, and we've had, and, and, and I hope, I think a lot of that is attributed to the first semester and only swimming once a day. Um, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it's also attributed to what we're doing in, in dry land is, you know, I think it's helping them to not get injured as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think I, I've asked our, our athletic trainer to add up how many days we had, like as a team, how many days did we have people miss practice last year and compare it to this year? It's been, it's been significantly different. So, I mean, we've also gone, we, our practices are also a little bit later in the morning, you know, the, the virtual learning and online learning lends to us being able to do that. So whether, whether or not we can continue that in the future, when we go back to in-person classes, we'll see. Um, but, you know, I think there's been. I've learned a lot this year, um, you know, and, and we kind of took the approach from the beginning, like, look, who knows what this year is going to be like, let's, this is the, this is the year to experiment. If you're going to experiment, this is the time to do it because at the end of the, at the end of the day, who knows what competitions you're going to have and, and where you're going to end up. So we're, we're doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Well, if, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, just ask me in about two months if it worked. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll check in <laughs> post post uh, post we'll, we'll have to follow up on that well, Todd I always appreciate talking to you and, and hearing what wisdom you have to lend Is there any parting thoughts before we sign off today ah I don't think so I just appreciate you guys uh, some slams the greatest ever so I'm a I'm a fan even when I get bashed on the comments I'm still a fan <laughs> <laughs> and for that we love you <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the swim swam podcast 
Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.